Okay, so, uh, so we're going to continue our learn- on our Lehman and Sefer Mitzvahs. And for those that are new, so we're uh, every week a new mitzvah. We're going to learn a little bit of the halacha, some of the, you know, some of the ideas behind it in Nigla. And then learn something in Avodah Hashem that comes from it, some uh, the panemius that comes out of the halacha. So we're up to, uh, up to mitzvah Pezayin. Pezayin, it's on page Nuntes uh, in the Madras that we have. Mitzvah Pezayin. So before we see some of the Ramam inside, even in the Ramam, we're only going to see probably a couple lines because then he goes off on uh, an aspect of the mitzvah that's not really relevant to us right now. But a little bit of a background before we see it inside. So you don't have this in front of you, so just listen. It's a couple psukim in Parshish B'chuk Kaisai. The Pasuk says like this. It's talking about when a person, again, the past number of, uh, of mitzvahs we've been talking about, karbanas, halachas of bringing carbon. So it says like this. The Pasuk says that when a person designates an animal as a carbon, so we know, okay, so let's say I have a cow, I raise oila, so it becomes an oila. So the Pasuk says like this. There's a special mitzvah, special loisase uh, of what? of not exchanging this animal once it's been designated as a carbon. In other words, let's say the person, he makes uh, the cow the oila, fine? Cow A is an oila. And he decides for whatever reason he wants to switch this cow, the, uh, the, the status of the carbon from this cow, to a different cow. Maybe it's a better cow that he wants to switch it to, or maybe it's a cheaper cow, whatever the case may be. He has good intentions or bad intentions. Suppose his lo yachli So what he wants to do is say, put the two cows over there and say, zu tachazu. That cow B should be instead of cow A. He wants to switch the kedusha from the carbon from cow A and put it onto cow B. Again, if cow B is more expensive, less expensive, it doesn't really matter. But that's the point. It says the Pasuk, you're not allowed to do such a thing. You're not allowed to exchange and switch the carbon from, uh, from A to B. Again, whether it be better or worse, it doesn't make a difference. And says the Yamir. if you do try to do such a thing, Right? You go against Allah and you try to exchange the, the carbon from uh, one to two. Then says the Pasuk, then both of them are a carbon. Both of them are a carbon. So not only did what you, did what, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't work, right? You, you tried to switch it from cow A to cow B. And cow A should just go back to being regular. And cow B is the carbon. Instead of that, no, no, no. Both of them are holy. The cow A that you, ri- that you originally designated and even cow B that you tried to make now with switching also becomes a carbon, also becomes an oil. Now you have two oilets on your hands. That's the, that's the halacha. So in the Rambam, again, we're in the, in the countings of assays. So he's talking about the positive aspect of the mitzvah, of what happens if you try to do what's called the tmura, the halachas of tmura. So the Rambam writes like this, again, mitzvah pezayin he, 87th mitzvah, is shetzivanu, as we were commanded, liyas hatmura kaidash. That even the second animal that you try to, to switch with, animal B, cow B, we'll call it, that also has the halacha of kaidish, it becomes a carbon. For Omri Yisparach, and that's the Pasuk that we just read, that the original animal, cow A, and even cow B becomes a carbon. That's the, that's the halacha of Tumur. Okay. So it's like this. <clears throat> let's, if you see some of them, let's go back to, to the Marmar Kaimis over here, and uh, we'll read a couple lines from the Sefer HaChinuch, also about this mitzvah, and then we'll see there's a subtle difference between how the Rambam presents the mitzvah that we just read, and how the Chinuch does. So let's see it together. The Chinuch is in mitzvah Shin Nun Beis, okay? So the Chinuch writes like this, Shetzivanu Oisat Taira, right? So far the same, that the Torah commanded us, Liyais Hatmur Kedosha, that the animal that's exchanged, cow B, uh, is Kedosh also, the Linhag Kaidish Bishtehem. And you have to treat both animals as holy. K 
cow A, that originally was the carbon, and even cow B, that you tried to switch, also you have to treat both of them as a carbon. Fine. This mitzvah applies to all time, right? You could theoretically, you can make a carbon now that you can't bring it, but you could designate an animal as a carbon and try to switch it. So this is applicable now. This carbon, a cave, is men and women. The oiver allowed, and says the chinuch, and a person that violates this mitzvah, the hamir, and makes this exchange, or tries to, and doesn't treat both animals as holy, kloimer, meaning, both cow A and cow B, violated this mitzvah. Besides other problems of, of uh, mistreating karbanis, you violated this mitzvah. Now here's the, the unbelievable chinuch. What the chinuch is telling us is, is that this mitzvah of hu utmras yakaidish is not, is, is an assay telling us to treat the animal holy, not just cow B, but even cow A. That even cow A is included in this mitzvah of what? Of hayahu yakaidish. That the original cow and, the, and cow B, the one that you tried to exchange it with, both of them are holy. In the language of the Rambam, that was not the case. The Rambam, just the language that we, just going back to the Rambam for a second, the Rambam said, Shetivanu, the mitzvah was, Liyasatmurakaydash, that the Kalbi, the one that you tried to exchange it with, that's the holy one. In other, in other words, a sure Kawe is, is still a carbon. And you have to treat it as a carbon because of regular halachas of karbanas. The Chiddush of Tmura, says the Rambam, is Kalbi is holy. That's the Chiddush of Tmura. So we have what seems to be an interesting machlagis over here. What, according to the Rambam, the mitzvah of Tumura, the Chiddush of Tumura, the mitzvah of Tumura is focused on Kal B. That's the one that you try to, uh, that's the Chiddush. Kal A has always been a carbon. The Chiddush is that you try to exchange Kal A with Kal B, and you try to flip it over. Didn't work. Says the Pazik, not only did it not work, even Kal B is Kaidish. So the mitzvah of Tumura is Kal B. The Chiddush says, no, 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 no. The mitzvah of Tumura, Vayahut Kaidish, is not just on Kal B, but even Kal A. Even cow A. So let's understand what exactly, how do we make sense of this? Huh? So in the Rambam, we would say who is obvious. No, the cow A, of course it's a carbon. A. Yeah. And B, for sure. Who's more I don't know. B is a that it's a carbon because, you know. Yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand. But that's the question, how to, how to define the mitzvah. Is who the obvious one or is who is also part of the mitzvah? We'll see in a second. So let me, let me explain. Here's like this. The, the concept is as follows. There's two different ways to think about this halacha that we just presented. Again, you have cow A, I designate it as a carbon, that's, that's a carbon. And I went and I tried to say, zu tachazu, that instead of A being a carbon, I want the carbon to be, to be B. But says the Torah, it doesn't work, both are holy. Let's, how does, what are the mechanics of that? Well, one way to think of it is that what? Is that I try to switch the carbon from A to B, didn't work. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I tried to switch it. I didn't work. Why is cow B a carbon then? So cow A is a carbon because it always was a carbon. Why is cow B a carbon? Because the Rabbanishlam came and is punishing me and giving me a knas. You tried to switch it, right? It didn't work. But I am, says the Rabbanishlam, I'm going to come. I'm making cow B a carbon. And now you've got two carbonas on your hand. If that's the case, then why is cow A a carbon? Cow A is a carbon, not because of Hilchas Temura. Calway is a carbon because it's always been a carbon. I made it a carbon three weeks ago, so it's been a carbon for three weeks. The, what's the chiddush of Tamura? The chiddush of this mitzvah is a what? Is that B is a carbon. I wasn't the one to be able to designate B as a carbon that the Rabbanu Shalom did. I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to do such a thing. I tried. I can't do such a thing. The Rabbanu Shalom came in and made B a carbon. 
That's one approach. The other approach, the other possibility is, no, 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 no. Maybe the concept is as follows. Maybe when I said, zu tachazu, and I tried to exchange A for B, it actually worked. It actually worked. That actually the Kedusha from carbon A, from cow A, actually went to cow B. So cow B is a carbon through my exchange. Now the question is the opposite. So why is cow A a carbon? Then the Torah comes in and makes cow A a carbon. And then, in that approach, then what? Then, the, then in Hilchas Tumura is what? Both of these cows have been affected by the Hilchas of Tumura. You follow? The first approach, the, what, the, you guys, if you don't mind, I just, it's a little bit hard to concentrate. If the, if the, in cow A, in the first approach, in, in the first approach, Tumura only affected cow B. Right? Cow A has always been a carbon. It wasn't affected by the Hilchas of Tumura. Cow B is the one that Tumura is is playing with. I try to switch it. I can't. The Rabbanu Shalom did that for me. Fine. And that's, that's the first approach. And that's where the Ramam is coming from. Therefore, when the Ramam is, is, is establishing what the mitzvah is, which cow is he talking about? Which cow is, is, in, is, 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 is being spoken about in the mitzvah of Tumur that you have to treat it as holy because of Tumur? Which one? B. A has always been a carbon. It's not a chiddush. But the chinuch seems to hold now like that. The chinuch holds, no, 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 no. When I exchange, when I try to exchange A for B, it actually worked. It actually worked. B is a carbon because I, I, I exchanged it. The, the, what was originally A is now on B. Why is A a carbon? So Hilchas Tumur therefore affected B. And even A is a carbon. Why? Because the Rabbanishal came and, and made A a carbon now. And so the Lachas of Tumura affected both cows. Both cows are now reoriented and redefined because of the mitzvah of Tumura. So says the Chinuch, the mitzvah of Tumura is that both of these animals you have to treat as holy because of Tumura. Not, not because of the old halacha of, of, of a carbon that was three weeks ago. That doesn't exist anymore. I, I exchanged that for this new cow. And the first cow is a carbon from the Rabbanu Shalom right now. You follow this? So that's the huge Chiddush of the, of the Chinuch, which is that what? That, this, that the concept of Tzmur is, not that I, what I tried didn't work. No, 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 it actually did. I was able to exchange the Kedusha from cow A to cow B. And cow B is holy because I exchanged it. Why is cow A holy still? Cow A is holy because the Rabbanu Shalom comes and, and, and puts a new designation of the carbon on cow A. That could be because of a knas, or maybe because the Rabbanu Shalom doesn't want this cow to lose its status somehow. The Rabbanu Shalom wants to keep it as a carbon. But that wasn't me doing. So here, this is the Chiddush of the Chinuch, which is that what? That the Halach of Tumur is that I actually accomplished what I tried. I actually set out to, to switch cow A for cow B, and it worked. The Chiddush is that once I did that, the Torah says, okay, but don't leave cow A in the dust. Don't leave it in the, in the, in the dark. I'm going to make cow A a carbon as well. And so now both animals are coming from me. Huh? What's the So we'll see some of the Halach. So we're going to see some Nafkuminis right now. Okay, so it's like this. This, this shaila that seems to be, everyone's following this, yeah? So this shaila that seems to be a machlekes between the chinuch and the rambam, how Tumura works. Again, is it that I didn't accomplish anything? I just said words, and the Rabbanu Shalom comes and says, as a punishment, you know what, you tried to switch it, joke's on you. A is still a carbon because you can't, you're not able to switch it, and B is now a carbon because I'm just going to you know, make you crazy now. That's one option. Oh, no, 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 I actually did switch it, and B is a carbon because of my words of Tumura. And A is a carbon because the Rabbanu Shalom swoops in and makes A a carbon as well because of Tumura. So this debate between the Ram and the Chinuch, if you go back to Chazal, it seems to be also a machlekes between Rabbi Yochan and Rishlakish. Okay? So let me give you a few examples in Halacha and Mesechah's Tumura where we find a machlekes between Rabbi Yochan and Rishlakish. And it seems to be revolving around this point. So it's like this. We know there's a general rule that 
um, the, the usual punishment for a love, if a person violates a love, the usual punishment is malchus. Right? A person gets malchus for violating a love. But there's a few stipulations. The, most, the number one stipulation that you have to have in order to be chayv malchus for violating a love is that it has to be a love, sheyesh by maisa. It has to be a love that you have to, there's an action that you have to do in order to violate the love. But if you have a love that, uh, that there's no action for, there's no malchus for. I'll give you an example. Let's say, Lashonar. So there's a love. You're not supposed to speak Lashonar. But you don't get malchus for speaking Lashonar. Why? Because you say, it's words. It's not, there's no action in there. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Uh, Shatnas is a love with malchus because you're doing something. You're putting Shatnas on. Like still <clears throat> so it's like this. The Gemara says in Tmura, Rishlokish, <laughs> says in Tzmura, that even though that's the general principle, that the only time you get malchus is with a love that has an action, but there are, there's always an exception to the rule. There's always a few exceptions. And Rishlagish lists a few exceptions, and one of them is Tzmura. One of them is Tzmura. Because, again, Chazal had a tradition that there is malchus for a person that, that does Tzmura, but says Rishlagish, but there's no, you know, it's just words. I said zu tachazu, but it didn't accomplish anything. And so it's a lav she'ein by my, so there is no action with the words of Tamura. Nevertheless, you get malchus, it's just the exception. That's the Gemara. Take a look at Maramukha number two. Omer le Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan says to, to the Tana, to the one that recorded this, this statement, Loi tisni umeymar. Don't, Tamura, said Rabbi Yechanan, is not an exception to the rule. It's not an exception. It's a lav she'ein by malchus. Certainly it has an action to it. It's not an exception to the rule. Why? Mishum debi diburoi asamais. Because with your words, you accomplish something. You accomplish something. So, uh, there's a funny s- debate over here. Everyone knows the, basics, the basic halach, which is, I have two cow A, and I put cow B, and I say, zu tachazu, they're both holy. Rish Lakish says, there's no action over here. He, just, he said words. It's like Lashon He said words that didn't accomplish anything. He says, Rabbi Yechem, we told me it didn't accomplish anything. They're both holy now. What's the machlekes? So it seems this is a machlekes. If you go, if you look at Tamur in the following way, which is what? That I tried to switch, I tried to make the exchange. It didn't work. A is still holy because it always was holy. Why is B holy? Not because I, I can't accomplish such a thing. Why is B holy? Because the Rabbanishon came and made B holy as a punishment for me. They know I got two Karbanas instead of one. In that case, then Rish Lakish is 100% right. This is not a lav shiesh by my side. I didn't do anything. I didn't accomplish anything. It's just words. I tried to say but what I said didn't accomplish anything I, why is B holy? B is holy because Rabbanu Shalom made it holy but Rabbi Yechanan is going with the approach of the Chinuch which says no, 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 what mean the, the Rabbanu Shalom did it? it's you, it's you you said this is exchange for that and you accomplished that B is a carbon because you exchanged it with A why is A a carbon? that the Rabbanu Shalom did but you certainly accomplished something with your words so that's a lav sheyesh by myself so it's this machlekes, it seems, between Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish. Another example of a machlekes between Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish. Again, so one nafkamina is, in this, in this way of thinking, is Tamura a lav sheyesh by maisa? Again, are you doing anything? Are your words actually affecting something? Or are you just saying and it didn't have any effect at all? And the Rabbani Shalom is doing everything. That's one, one nafkamina. Another nafkamina. Let's say I want to, let's say, okay, so let's say I violated Tamura, right? So I have cow A, cow B, zutachazu. Now they're both holy. Let's say I now want to do with cow B, and I try to do Tamura with cow C. Could I keep on going like that? I keep on going like that. The Gemara says in Maramakim number three, it's a Gemara Tamura as well. Amr Rishlakish, Rishlakish said, My dear Shimon, Rav Shimon is not Negea to this Sugi right now, but Rishlakish said, Shema Mirin, V'chayzen Mirin. 
I could, no, you know, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me go back to the case, okay? Cow A, cow B, I did Tamura. The question is, I want to use cow A again. Let's, let's make that case. I'm sorry, not cow B. Cow A again. I want to do cow A and make another Tamura with cow C. I want to just keep on using cow A and keep on doing new Tamuras with it. That's the Shaila of the Gemara. So it says Reish Lakish, Shimon, Shemamir, I could keep on doing Tamuras with cow A. Cow A, I say, I make it a Tamur with cow B, whatever it is, they're both holy. Now cow A with cow C, cow A with cow D, cow A with cow E and F and G and so on and so forth. I could keep on using cow A again and again and again for Tamura. My Taima, says Reish Lakish, why? Because the cow A is still a carbon as always. Nothing, you know, cow A was always a carbon. If I could use, if I could make, if I could use cow A for a tamura with cow B, then I could use it to make a tamura with cow C and cow D and cow E and cow F. A never changed. A has always been the same. There's no reason to think that anything should be different. That's Rabbi, that's Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yechon Amar, Rabbi Yechon said, no, 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 no. Says you cannot use Kawe anymore as a tumor. Once you used it the first time, you can't do it again. What's Machlegas? What's Machlegas? So the answer is this is the, this is the debate. Rishlakish is saying what? I want to use Kawe again to make another tumor with a new cow. Says Rishlakish, why not? I don't know. Kawe has never been affected. Why is Kawe a carbon now? Kawe is a carbon because it always was a carbon. So if you could make a tamur, if you, if you made a tamur yesterday, make a tamur today. It's a, Kauwe has never been affected by the lachas of tamur. But Rabbi Yechanan Lishitasa, Rabbi Yechanan goes with, this, with the chinuch's approach, which is that what? Is that when I originally switched, when I originally said with Kauwe and Kauwe, zu tachazu, Kauwe has been switched with Kauwe. Why is Kauwe a carbon now? Because the Rabbanishlam made it a carbon. Who says I could use the Rabbanishlam's carbon to make a tamur? I could use my carbonus to make a tamur. I can't use the Rabbanishlam's. So that's the question. Why is Kawe a carbon right now? Is it because it's, it, I, my words never, affa- never affected anything? It's still a carbon that I made from three weeks ago. Well, no, 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 no. I switched it over already. And Kawe is a carbon because the Rabbanishlam is making it now a carbon. No, the Rabbanishlam is making it now a carbon. Who says I could use the Rabbanishlam's carbonus to make tumors? So again, that's another nafkamina, whether I can reuse Kawe. What about when Kawe does that? So that l'chaira, everyone would agree that... Uh, so, that's pr- in my, in, I'm not sure. It probably might be connected with this machlekes as well because mm, it could go both ways. Honestly, it could probably go both ways. If it's, if it's the rabbanu shalom making it, then it's not your. That's not yours. So that's the question. If I'm the one doing it, then when it transfers over, is it is it still mine or not? Maybe it's debatable, but it could be. It's connected with this machlekes. The gemara's example is with cow A because cow A. That's the that's the prime example. Has this animal has cow A been touched at all by your tamura? Have you affected it at all? Is it just the same, is, you know, according to Rish Lakish, this Kawe has been untouched. Your words didn't accomplish anything. I, why is Kalbi holy? Kalbi is holy. Your Banishal made it holy. It's nothing to do with you. But according to Rabbi Yechon, no, 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 no. Your words accomplished something. A is, the Kedusha from A is now in B. Why is A holy? A is now a new carbon. That new carbon, you can't use it as a Tamur anymore. It's not yours. Exactly. That's the Nakuda. Am I able to accomplish Tumur or not? So that's what the Acharnim said. The reason why. Yeah, yeah. It could be. Right. It could be. It doesn't. You cannot take away from the Bunishlam's carbon. 
In a khanami. So it could be it could be that you don't have to classify it as a knas. I'm just presenting it that way maybe because it makes the most sense, but it doesn't have to be a knas, it's just that's a din. That's what the Torah is. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. Maramoka number number four. One final nafkamina is like this. Following situation. Let's say cow B that I'm using to make a tamura with cow A. Let's say cow B is a balmum. Let's say cow B is a balmum. So we know that if a person goes and takes a cow that's a balmum and says, Harezu Ayla, then you violated a say of, you're not, there's a say of not making a balmum, a carbon. Let's say I'm, I put cow B as a balmum and I'm making it a tamura. So I certainly violated the lachas of tamura, that's, that's for sure. But do I also get malchus for making a balmum a carbon, for trying to make a balmum a carbon? Again, if I have a balmum, just forget tumor, just a regular cow that, that, that has a blemish, and I say hareza wayla, I get malchus just for that. But now, what did I do? I took a cow that, that is a balmum, and I made, and I, and as cow B, and I tried to exchange cow A with cow B, zutachazu. So I get malchus for tumura. Do I also get malchus for making the, the, the balmum a carbon? So here's the debate. The debate is, am I the one that's making cow B a carbon? If you go, if you say like Rish Lakish, which is what? Your words don't accomplish anything. Imamish, you, you, you're talking the, to vapor, it's mamish meaningless what you're saying. A is still a carbon because it was always a carbon, and B is a carbon because the was making a carbon, Not, nothing to do with you. Then fine, I violated Tamura by even saying those words, but I, but I did not violate the prohibition of making a Balmum a carbon. I didn't make a Balmum a carbon, the Rabbanish did, that's not my business. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, no, 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 according to Rabbi Yechanan, I exchanged A for B, which means that B is a carbon because I made it a carbon, which means I violated Tamura certainly, but I also violated the prohibition of making a Balmum a carbon. This is also Machlokes Rabbi Yechanan Mishlokes in Meseches Tamura. Marmaka number four. It's a little bit complicated, so maybe we won't go at all inside because it's a whole shock of Atariya. But this basically is Machlokes Rabbi Yechanan Mishlokes. Mishlokes says that if a person, again, makes a, takes a Balmum, as cow B, so Rish Lakish says, there's no violation of that prohibition of making a Balmoma carbon. Again, you violated Tamura, but you didn't violate that prohibition of making a Balmoma carbon. Why? Because you, you're not the one making it a carbon. It's the Rabbi Yechlin. So. Rabbi Yechlin disagrees. Rabbi Yechlin says, no, no, no. If, if cow B is a Balmum, then included in your Malchus is also, by, is also the Malchus of making a Balmoma carbon. Why? Because again, according to Rabbi Yechlin, Tamura actually works. You actually are able to exchange A for B, and B is a carbon because you made it a carbon. The Rabbi Shalom then makes A a carbon again. But B is a carbon because of you. And if B is a Balmum, then you made a Balmum a carbon. And that's a violation. So this is the machlekes between Rabbi Yechlin and Shalakish. Again, it's a cloyistic thing. Is Tamura a mitzvah that I am able to accomplish something? Is it all God's work? Basically, that's Rabbi Shlakish. My words are mamish vapor. It doesn't mean anything. A is, always, a is unaffected by my words, and B is unaffected by my words. Why is B a carbon? The Rabbani is making it a carbon. You want to say it's a knas, other halachas, whatever the case may be. It's all the Rabbani Shalom. Rishlakish, it's all the Rabbani Shalom. Rabbi Yechelen says, no, it's all the Rabbani Shalom. You're a gavr too. You could do something uh, with, your own words, with your words as well. When I said zutach hazu, Aitak was able to exchange A for B. A is a carbon because of the Rabbani Shalom, but B is a carbon because of me. Okay, so now let's move into Pneumius a little bit, now that we have this uh, background of this Machlaikish, Rabbi Yechim Mishlakish, and the Ram and the Chinuch. As I mentioned many, many times, especially in the Shurim, whenever you have Shittas amongst Chazal or Rishainim, it's not a random thing. Like, you go, okay, so, so we went through this, fine. So now, at the end of the day, I don't know, you can ask yourself, like, I hear both sides. <laughs> you know, Rabbi Yechim, I, I hear both sides of how Tamura works. Why is Rishlakish, like, so adamant? It's this approach. 
And Rabbi Yochanan's like, B'shom Eifin, it's the opposite approach. Like, okay, I hear both ways. Like, why, you know, why is that? So it's like this. As I mentioned many times, well, the shitas of Chazal are coming from the root of their neshama. It's coming from who their neshamas were. So Rabbi Yochanan Mishlakish, where they're coming from, again, we're talking about mountains, but just a little bit to touch and to, to try to appreciate the greatness of these people. The Riyak Kaddish in Shara Gagulim talks about there's a Hakdama. It's interesting. All the Prakim in Shara Gagulim are all called Hakdama. Hakdama Aleph, Hakdama Beis. It's all Hakdamas. Lachamital writes the reason why he was one that wrote it like that. He says I, I call them each parak Hakdama because all of all of Shara Gagulim is just a Hakdama, really, to give the person the ability to figure out who you are. That's really the Tachlis. That's what he says. But you know, you have to be uh, you have to be something special to be able to figure that stuff out. But in Hakdama Lamed Vav. The, the, the Ari Zarukhaim Vital, the name of the Ari, goes through tons of people, tons of Tanoim and Amaroyim, to explain the Sharish HaNeshamas of where they're coming from, from Kain and Hevel and Yosef and Yehuda, all different roots of Neshamas, that from that big Neshama splinters off many different sparks, many different elements, and, and uh, you know, Rabbi uh, Zavan Shemu and Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yochanan and Rishakish and Abai and Rava v'chul v'chul. It's so, it's so interesting. Over there, he not only goes through Tanoim and Amaroyim, he goes through Ka'inim, Rishainim, contemporaries of, of himself as well, like people from his own, uh, the, the Rav over there, he's, uh, you know, coming from this place. There was no one that was greater in genealogy, in uh, spiritual genealogy than the Ariya Kaddish. He mamish, you know, mamish uh, to, 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 to the smallest detail to figure out where Nisham is coming from. And by the Ariya Kaddish, this was necessary not only to appreciate the Tyrus of these Tanem and Amroim and like why they, why, where are their sheet is coming from, and all their shitas are coming from the root of their neshama. So, where are they coming from? So, the truth is, just the reading Chazal and knowing a little bit about the people, you could sort of figure it out yourself. But, you know, you, you have to speak Bakavadik about these uh, great Amarayim. So, the Riyah Kaddish said it, so we'll, we'll say it as well. We know that historically, where Riyah Mishlakish. They were brother-in-laws, right, as we know. And the mice, as we all know, is that Rish Lakish was a bandit. He was a uh, head of thieves. He was not, uh, he was not the Rish Lakish, as we know. Yeah, Briyayni. So what happened was, you know the Gemara? The Gemara says, a mice that Rabbi Yechanan was exceedingly handsome. We have many Chazals talking about how exceedingly beautiful and handsome Rabbi Yechanan was. The Gemara says, for example, that Rabbi Yechanan would hang out, I don't say he should hang out, he would, sometimes he would, he would put himself by the mikveh when the women would walk in, and uh, they asked him, Rebbe, what are you doing over here? So he said, when women walk in, they should see me, and they should daven when they're in the mikveh, that they should have children as beautiful and as great as me. And so the Talmudim said, Rebbe, you're not worried about Ayin Hara? I mean, it's like, you know. So he said, Anom Izar the Yosef Kasina. I come from Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik is Ali Ayin. He's above Ayin Hara. Don't worry about that. Rabbi Yechanan, there's a number of, qu- of qualities with Rabbi Yechanan that associate him with Yosef HaTzadik. His beauty, his handsomeness. The Gemara talks about the, 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 the image Rabbi Yechonon was one of the last remnants of the beautiful faces of Yerushalayim. And Chazal traced that beauty back to Yaakov Avinu, who Yaakov and Yosef are, are very much connected. So Rabbi Yechonon is associated with Yosef HaTzadik. Ole Ayin, not having, uh, being able to overcome the, uh, the Ayin Hara, that's Yosef HaTzadik. And the Riyak Kaddish says that the Neshama of Rabbi Yechonon comes from the Shairish of Yosef. That's where Rabbi Yechonon comes from. And when Rabbi Yechonon said, Anami Zara de Yosef Kasina, he might not have necessarily meant in terms of Shevet. You might not have known what Shevet he's come from. That's not the point. I know Mizara, the Yosef Kassim, in terms of Neshama. My Neshama come, comes from that world of Yosef. Where is Rishlakish? Rishlakish in Chazal is the prototype Balchuva. That's what Rishlakish is. Rishlakish is Balchuva. 
Rish Lakish was the bandit, right? And, he, and, he, and he's going over to attack uh, Rabbi Yechanan. He, 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 he mistakes him for a woman. And Rabbi Yechanan tells him, do tshuva, chazarbach, you know, chelech l'araisa, v'chu v'chu, and Rish Lakish becomes Rish Lakish. Says the Riyah Kaddish, where is Rabbi Yechanan? The root of Rabbi Yechanan is what? Is in Yosef. Rish Lakish is the classic Baal which is the world of Yehuda, right? We're coming to these parishes now of Yosef and Yehuda. Yosef is the tzaddik, whereas Yehuda is the Baal that's the difference between those two worlds. And the, the rest is common. The role of Torah boils down to those two, those two worlds of Yosef and Yehuda. In, in the rise of Rav Tzaddik, Rav Tzaddik always says the following, Nakuda, when you're talking about comparing and contrasting the world of Yosef and the world of Yehuda, is as follows. The world of Yosef, Yosef had Tzaddik. Yosef, in order to be a Tzaddik, one has to believe and be very aware of one's own power. Yosef, the tzaddik, hagibar ha-kaivish The Yosef tzaddik, in order to be a tzaddik, Yosef has to look the Yitzhar in its face and say, what? I am stronger than you. Yosef has to believe in the power of his own strength, of his own hishtadlus. Yosef tzaddik, when he's confronted with, with Eishas Potif from the six parashataka, so what does he say? How do, what does he say to her and to himself to give him the strength to overcome the Yitzhar? He says, there's no one more important in this house than me. You know who I am. Uh, Yosef, you know who I am? I, it's beneath my dignity to lower myself to such a thing. You know who I am? You know what I have? That's Yosef Atzadah. That's, that's what gives him the strength in order to overcome. What is, on the Mitzat Sheni, what is the nature of the Balchuva? The nature of Yehuda, the name Yehuda, even means Yudke Vavke, it's Rabbanu Shalom, with the letter Dalit, which is empty. Right? So Yehuda, whereas Yosef means Yosef Hashem Li Beinachar. The word Yosef means to add. It means I am accomplishing more and more and more. And that's what makes him a tzaddik. Whereas Yehuda, the name Yehuda, what does the name Yehuda mean? Nothingness. Complete bittal, complete selflessness before the Rabbani Shalom. And that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's, that's the, that's the midah that brings out an unbelievable sense of tshuva in Yehuda. Now that humility, that humbleness, that sense of nothing might have got him into trouble with the Yetzirah, right? Because when Eishas Potiphar comes to a Yehuda, Yehuda says, like, ah, I'm nothing, I'm a nobody, and like he sort of might not have the strength to overcome that. But that nothingness quality, that emptiness, that feeling that I can't accomplish anything without the Rabbanishman, so the Rabbanishman enhances his ability to do tshuva. So Yosef is the world of what? Of Ishtadlas, of, I'm going to, in a positive way. Whereas the world of Yehuda is the world of his batlas, of bitl, it's all the Rabbanishman, it's not me. Rabbi Yechonah comes from Yosef, Rishlakish comes from Yehuda. Which means, let's go back. Rishlakish Shita with Tumur was what? Is that what? My words don't accomplish anything. I'm Amish saying words is nothing. I'm Amish don't accomplish anything. Why is Kal be a, a carbon then? It's all the Rabbanish law. Tumur is completely not me. This is coming from the root of Rishlakish's Neshama, which is coming from the world of Yehud, the world of Balchuva. It's complete Hisbadlis. It's nothing. There is no, I have no Kaychis. It's all the Rabbanish law. That's an unbelievable Kaych of Tshuva. Rabbi Yechonah Mitzat Sheni said that Riyah Kaddish is coming from the world of Yosef. What's Yosef? It's my Yosef li benacher. It's a kaiyach v'shtadlus. It's a tzaddik. Because of that, Rabbi Yechanan looks at Tumor and says, "No, what are you talking about? You're not. Of course, you're accomplishing something. B is a carbon because of you. Yes, A is a carbon because of the rabbanish on this maskin. But but B is a carbon because of you have kaiyachs. This is the, the root of the machlokes between Yosef, between Rabbi Yechanan and Shlokish. It goes back to uh, Yosef and Yehuda. That's why it's negayet to Hanukkah. It's interesting that Hanukkah is a yontif." That shares both qualities of Yosef and Yehuda. Uh, you know, Mitzar Echad, um, Chanukah is a, a yontif where Hidr mitzvah is built into the halachas, right? Mahadrin, Mahadrin, Minna Mahadrin. Hidr, which is beauty, that's associated with Yosef. 
Yosef is Yifas Tarvifei Mara, Rachel is Yifas Tarvifas Mara. So Chanukah has the quality of Yosef. It has the quality of Yosef. Even the, the, the Swarm brings down that the word Yosef equals Begimachia, Melech Yavan. Melech Yavan. Yosef is the king of Greece. Yosef gives us the strength to overcome the Yavan. Chanukah is always in these parashas of Yosef and Yehud. Mitzat Sheni, there's 37, 36 candles of Chanukah besides the Shamash, 36 candles of Chanukah, which is Begimachia Leia. The, 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 the heroes of Hanukkah are the Hashvanoim coming from the Kahanim Levi, it's from, it's from the world of Leyemen, from the world of Yehuda. So Hanukkah sort of has these two dynamics, and that's why Hanukkah is an interesting Yantif, which there's two Nisan that we celebrate, very unique. Every other Yantif is, like, is, is, is very focused. We know what Pesach is about. It's one, you know, Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, Bechul Bechul. Hanukkah has two qualities. In the Gemara, what's the, what's the, what is, what's the nace of the Gemara the Gemara talks about is what? Is the nace of the shemen. They found the pachechesh of shemen, it lasted eight days. In Al Nisan, what's it about? The victory of the Hashvanaim in war. Those are very different types of Nisan. The, ha- the, nis- the nace of the shemen is what? That's a Yehuda dekanase. It's a nace, it's all the Rabbanishlaim. It's Mamish, all the Rabbanishlaim. It's not a, what do we do? A, a little thing, pachechesh of shemen. The Rabbanishlaim did everything. Whereas the nace of the Muhammad is what? Is what? The nace of Muhammad is Yosef that's, that's The Hashvanaim went to war and they accomplished, they fought. The Rabbanishlaim gave them siyata deshmai. That's the chilik. The nace of the Muhammad was Siadishma, the Rabbanishim helped them. But who was doing the bulk of the work? The Hashanah themselves. So Yosef Tzadik, when he's fighting against the Yitzhara, of course he agrees that I need Siadishma. No, no one takes away that. Of course he needs Siadishma, but who's doing the work? It's me, and the Rabbanishim is helping me. Whereas the nace of the Shemin, that's the world of Yehuda, which is what? The Rabbanishim is helping me. It's all the Rabbanishim, it's on me. It's not like I was doing the work throughout the eight days of, of getting the oil lit and the Rabbanishim was helping. It was all the Rabbanishim. That's why, there's a lot to talk about, but that's why the Gemara records the nace of the Shemen, whereas in Alanisim and Tefillah, we record the nace of the, of the Mohammed. Because part of what we always try to do is to unify the worlds of Yosef and Yehuda. We don't want to keep them separate. The Gemara, which is the domain of your own Hishtadlus, right? You have to learn to work, to accomplish. Torah is about what you have to do in life. So Torah is very much oriented, Gemara is very oriented to Yosef. So therefore, the Gemara has to balance itself by recording the nace of the Shemin. Whereas Tefillah, that's all Yehuda, it's all his badlus, I am nothing, it's all you, I need, beyond help, I'm completely helpless. That's very Yehuda. So to balance that with Yosef, al we talk about the Muhammad. That's the side of what's going on with Hanukkah. That's why Hanukkah, okay, no, there's a lot to talk about. That's why Hanukkah is, 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 is associated with the feet. Even, okay, there's... Okay, it's a lot. There's a lot of tire about this. I mean, the the the, the Ariyah Kodesh talks about this that that when Yaakov Avinu was injured in the Gid Hanoshim, this parsha, uh, when he was injured, so the feet of Yaakov Avinu became injured. The tikkun of that, the tikkun of that, Shmuel Hanavi started the tikkun of Yaakov Avinu's feet. But the Gemara of that of that refuah really comes with Matasio Kain Gadol. Kavanas of Hanukkah is is relative to that's why. The Zman of Hanukkah is Mishatishka Chama, Acha what? Acha Techla Regal Manashuk. Association with feet with Hanukkah. Slamata Mesar Tvachim. The Hanukkah candle has to be low to the ground where your feet are, not where your head is, where your feet are. There's a lot of associations with that. What's unique to feet is that you have two hands. You have two hands and two feet, Baruch Hashem. But the difference is that when it comes to your hands, the function of your hands to pick things up and to move things, each hand works independently of the other, right? Your, your right hand works as a hand, and your left hand works as a hand. Okay, if, uh, certain things you need both hands, but each hand is independent. Feet, what's the main function of feet? Is to walk. You can't walk without, one, without, you know, without both. So feet, even though there's two feet, but they're bound to each other. They're connected to each other. The feet are associated with, 
with Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, those two worlds. When the Pasuk says, in Sefer Yechezkel, talking about Mashiach coming, that va'amdu raglav al that the feet of Mashiach will stand in har- harazesim to, uh, to uh, redeem the world from Golas. Mashiach Tzikenu is described as his feet. Ikvisa de Mashiach, the ragle hamavaser. The reason why it's associated with feet is because there's two personalities with Mashiach, Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. But the point is they're like feet that you cannot have one without the other. That's the avoid, you cannot separate the two. So Riyach and Mishlakish, that's why even in their lives they were so bound to each other. They were brother-in-laws. When Mishlakish passed away, Rabbi Yechon was inconsolable to the point of where, where his Talmud met the Daven that he should pass away. They cannot be separated from the two. Riyach and Mishlakish, Yosef and Yehuda, the two feet, uh, the two nisim of Hanukkah, the two feet of the Mavasar, no, with, uh, that's it's a big avodah. You have to uh, be able to know when to be a Yosef Atzadik and to say Ani Hagaver, when to be a Yud and say, you know, Anachnu Ma, you know, Ani Talas Yish. And uh, when you have the harmony and balance between those two Mahalchem, that's cool itself. No, we should be zaycha to uh, have luchlik Hanukkah and the miachid these Yichudim and see them Ragle Mavasar Harzeisim Biyas Gold Tzadik.